Dermatologic problems, we all see them with our patients and we want to know how can we treat them and also make the patients feel better about themselves. You're listening to ReachMD and this is the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, and joining me today is nurse and president and CEO of Ventura Tans, it's Christy Chang. Hi, Christy. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Just fine. So, Christy, one of the things that I know we all see with our patients is a lot of dermatologic problems that although we all know how to initially treat, we want to know how can we get the patients feeling better about themselves while they're going through the treatment, and also, is there a way of camouflaging them and at the same time improving them? So we want to talk a little bit about how a spray tan, a healthy spray tan, can help certain dermatologic issues. Tell me a little bit about that, Christy. Well, we call it the magic of airbrush tanning. (laughs) You'll find a lot of movies, um, uh, for example, Million Dollar Baby. Do you remember how awesome Hilary Swank looked? She was airbrushed. Pirates of the Caribbean, all the pirates, they were airbrushed. Wow. I'll give you a lot of different examples. Airbrushing works a multitude a multitude of marvelous things. It it all it works with vitiligo. Did you know that? Well, let, let me ask you about that. So, a patient that comes in with vitiligo, how would you go about directing them towards getting a spray tan to try to help it out? Okay, if they're a younger patient, less yes. than ten years, they've been diagnosed and have it. Then all you need to do is tan them just as if you would normally tan them. And it will actually work. It'll even everything out and make them look beautiful. Over 10 years, the damage is a little bit more severe. Right. So what we want to do then is we're going to actually tan the white spot first and then tan their whole body again. And what it'll do is it'll blend everything. So we're giving more to the white areas than we do to the rest of the body to camouflage and give them an even surface. Boy, that's a great idea. I bet you that's one of the little tips that a lot of clinicians uh, probably don't know to tell their patients about. That's really terrific. It makes me so sad when I see, especially the young girls, because they're so self-conscious and it's so hard to be 16. And, you know, we want to give them everything we can to make them feel normal and, and beautiful and society's hard enough on them. Absolutely. So I would love to shout that from the root. Rooftops. Bring us all of your patients. (laughs) Let's make them look beautiful for their proms and their dances. Christy, talk to me now about other uh, dermatologic conditions like eczema or psoriasis. Right. Now, these are other conditions that, um, which I find so ironic, is lots of times we will tell them to go to tanning beds because it helps to dry it out. Correct? Correct. We used to. I hope we know better now. Well, airbrush tanning does the same effect. DHA is naturally drying and it's a plant-based, so when airbrushed onto the skin, it will help to dry it out. The only thing I want you to be aware of is before the patient comes in and you tan them, give the eczema or psoriasis a little bit of moisturizer. Because it's so dry, it's going to steal all the solution from around it. Right. So we need to give it just a little extra moisturizer before, and their tan will turn out beautiful, and it actually helps the condition. That's terrific. You know, one of the things that we talk about with patients a lot of times is exfoliating the skin because patients that have acne or acne-prone skin, in order to try to get that skin to turn over 
we need to try to exfoliate that top layer so that the bottom layer can really come up better to the surface. Uh, are there certain things that you can do with a um, spray tan that actually helps this? Right. Well, let, can I touch on two different points? First of all, your acne patients, again, this will help to dry out the acne, and they're going to love it because not only will it dry out the acne, picture this. They don't need to put face makeup all over their face, which allows the pores to stay open and clean because the face is tan. So they don't have to pile on all the makeup and clog the pores, which causes the acne, and it's a repetitive cycle. That's a great point. That's a we great get them point. in there, and we get their faces washed nice and clean, and we airbrush tan them. We know for the next five to seven days, their face is going to stay clean. They're not piling on all the makeup. So there, right there, we solved the problem. And we're helping to dry out the acne with the actual airbrush product. So there you go for your acne patients. Now, exfoliating, I feel really strongly about this. I spent a lot of time down in the lab where we make everything. Yes. When you use any product to exfoliate, if it has any type of grit or sand, throw it away. Every exfoliator should feel soft and go on almost like a moisturizer. So, Christy, some of those scrubs... Forget about it. The apricot scrubs and the other kind of scrubs, you find that they're too harsh to the dermis? Way too harsh. Um, I saw it. We tested it down at the lab under a microscope. And you could do this in your office. Take it and put it on one arm. Put your scrub all over and then rinse your arm off and look at it under the microscope. You're going to see all kinds of abrasions to the epidermis. It's insane because then we know that the body rushes oils to protect it from infection, right? So all you're doing is causing a problem. We don't need that. When your patients are talking to you about exfoliating, it should be a smooth product, like our retina creams. They're smooth. They don't have a scrub to it. I understand. Now, talking about dermis and trying to uh, affect the dermis, one of the interesting things that I know I've seen in my practice for so many years is trying to figure out ways that people that have bad scars, either from accidents or surgeries, uh, can have these scars improved upon. Uh, can you talk to me a little bit about how spray tanning has uh, been applied to those patients? Again, the wonderful world of spray tanning. We airbrush tan them, and when we do, it actually hides the scars. Now, anything under a year, because the skin's got to mate and you know rejuvenate, it may not actually tan the scar, but it's going to hide it because you're tanning the skin around it, and the red scar will not be as pronounced. Anything over a year when the skin's merged and it has regrowth will tan and it'll just fade it right away. I see. I'll tell you, one of the really great things is to have a combination therapy, and I can see where this would be a perfect blending. In other words, someone that's coming in to have laser resurfacing or have some sort of a, a procedure done to improve upon the scar physically And while that's healing, if they could have something like the spray tan so that it's actually camouflaging what's being done to treat it would be a really great one-two punch for the whole process. Exactly. You know, and it works miracles with bruises, um, all types of scars. I I know with liposuction, it hides many of the bumps and and different things that you get right afterwards while you're recovering. Terrific. As a camouflaging agent, you couldn't find something more natural, more healthy, better for the body. And the whole point is to make the patient feel good, right? Who doesn't feel good when you have healthy, glowing skin? If you're just joining the discussion, you're listening to ReachMD. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis. And with me today 
is Christy Chang. And we're talking about ways to use a spray tan and ways to make it appear like you look a lot better than maybe you do. Let's go right into something like plastic surgery, Christy. I know a lot of patients that come in because they really are trying to get a certain shape or a certain look to themselves. And a lot of great things can be done with liposuction, plastic surgery type things. But for some patients that really don't want to have that done, are there ways of using a spray tan to give them a different shape or a different definition? You know, I work with a lot of the celebrities and a lot of the stars for this reason. They bring me in, and I actually thin them out. I can lift their butts. I can give them definition in the breast, higher cheekbones. Of course, mine doesn't last as long as yours, but I got <laughs> no downtime and immediate results. <laughs> Which is pretty good. <laughs> pretty good, right? Which is pretty good. <laughs> Although, you know, my results aren't quite as long as yours. But it's all done by defining the body. We highlight what we want to look at, and we low light what we don't. So if you can imagine me actually drawing a six-pack of abs on you with a darker product and then low-lighting everything around it, maybe a love handle. Right. And you actually can cause the visually to have an hourglass look, a six-pack look. We could do the same thing by low-lighting the bottom of the behind and then highlighting the upper part of the cheek. We're actually camouflaging it. It's amazing. Um, I love when I do pictures and I'm training and teaching I like to do like one side of the body and not the other side right. so that you can actually visually see the difference. And most people are blown away. And when done properly, you don't know that they're airbrushed. And that's the whole point. Well, that's unbelievable. Now, Christy, when you're doing these on the set, would this have to be something that's done on a daily basis in order for them to get that same definition? So if you did that to one of the actors or actresses today for a certain scene and they had to look the same way tomorrow, would you have to redo it again tomorrow or would that spray tan stay on for that amount of time? When we work in film, we work on four to five day segments only because we don't want to ever have them fading out. I see. So everything goes four to five days. So if I do it today, by the fifth day, I want to redo it because the camera is so sensitive to what's going on. So it can never really be in the fading process where a normal person could because visually you wouldn't see it. Now, when we're talking about doing things like that, if someone wanted to incorporate some other type of a surgical procedure and while that was healing, let's say, they were able to... Um, camouflage it or go over the area. Is there any downside to using uh, the spray tan, let's say, while someone is still a little echomotic or still healing from a certain surgery? No. The only thing I want to, want to really stress to everyone out there is we don't want it entering the body. So if there's a scar, there's an open wound, there's sutures, we're going to actually take Vaseline cover the actual area where this incision was with Vaseline. Vaseline will 100% block it from entering the body, and then you're fine. You can go ahead and do whatever you want. I'll give you an example. We see a lot of girls come in the salon that had their breasts done. All we do is where the sutures are, if the, if the paper is actually peeled and the suture is there, we cover the suture with Vaseline, and then we can tan them 
and we know that nothing's going to penetrate into the body. That's terrific. Now, along the same lines with covering areas, do you still recommend that things, let's say, like the nail bed uh, of the hands or the feet also get covered with something like a Vaseline? Well, not Vaseline. We're going to use something that blocks it like 50%, so use a light moisturizer. Um, on the nails, we always tell our clients if they don't have polish on their fingernails or toenails, any, even clear polish, then you don't worry about it. But if they have nothing, have them put a little bit of cuticle oil on that. But as far as the feet and the hands, again, I'm talking about someone who's been trained to airbrushed hands. All right, you're not just going to go to anybody. Right. But if they've been trained, they know that they want to block it at least 50%. We don't want it to be totally white, but we don't want it to be as tan as the rest of the body. Understood. Um, one of the really, really hot areas in uh, cosmetic surgery or plastic surgery uh, happens to be how to use lasers to get rid of unwanted hair, etc. So we always talk about it in terms of being uh, permanent hair reduction because it's very difficult to tell patients that they're never going to grow any hair in a certain area. Christy, does the absorption of any of the spray tan have any effect with hair follicles or things like that? The only concern I have is large pores. If your patient has large pores, the solution is made in a two-stage product. So it's made, there's a color guide and then there's actual tanning agent. The color guide, its only job is to show the technician where she's putting it. The actual tanning agent is a thinner product. The color guide's larger so that when airbrushed onto the skin, the tanning agent can penetrate into the actual um, pore, and the color guide has to lay on top. Now, if you have someone with large pores, the color guide may be able to absorb into the pore because their pore is large. So I just want to make sure that everyone understands, if you're dealing with someone with large pores, it may end up looking like they have little blackheads on an area. You will need to just have them steam their face, open up the pore, and it will release the color guide. But the next time you tan them, make sure that you're aware of this, and they use a clear product. They can use a product without the actual color guide on the area with the large pores, and they'll never have that problem again. That's good to know. Uh, when, when it comes to taking care of patients that have uh, had different kinds of surgeries or other conditions, are there certain guidelines that people should know when they're going to get a spray tan so they should ask certain questions? You know, again, I, I want to reflect back onto all the studies. We have, till this day, not had one case filed against us because it is an all-natural solution. Do you know DHA is found naturally in your body anyway? Right. So for you to be allergic to it is almost impossible because you carry it inside you. When people have allergies or reactions or any adverse, any adverse things, it's usually to the products that are put in it, and it's called a carrying agent. So if a patient is pregnant if a patient has any sort of uh, medical conditions, would that be a contraindication for them to be able to have a spray tan? You know, normally, no. I always tell them check with their physicians because, of course, we're, you know, we don't want people out there tanning, acting like a doctor. So I tell them to check with their physicians. But, the, again, we fall back into inhalation. It's not actually the solution. It's where they're getting it done. Are they breathing this in? So patients that have asthma or any kind of COPD or any kind of uh, breathing issues? I would be more concerned about where they're actually getting it done and what is the 
what what is the process they use to get rid of the excess solution? Is there is there ventilation in the room? Is it being sucked away? Is it being cleaned out? If it is, then I don't see there being a problem. Christy, thank you so much for giving us so much information on such a hot topic. And uh, my, my thanks to you, Christy Chang, President and CEO of Ventura Tans. You have been listening to Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis. Be sure to visit our website at reachmd.com, featuring podcasts and other great series. Thanks very much for listening.